Hello and welcome to episode 10 of True Crime Time. We are in the double digits now, which is super exciting. I'm Megan, Carmen and Banks are both present. If this is your first episode, they are cats. Sometimes they are loud during recording. Um, We now have over a thousand, no, sorry, 1100 followers on Instagram and almost 8.5 thousand listens for this podcast, which seriously is such a surprise to me. I thought maybe 25 people would listen to this, so I'm glad you are all here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. If you like this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, comment, tell a friend, whatever else you can think of. Um, Every bit of support helps. Every time you rate this, every time you comment, hopefully it's a good comment, but whatever, just speak your truth. Um, it helps on the charts that makes this more visible and the better I do, the more stuff I can do and give back to you, um, to you guys. So keep that in mind. Please go do the things I mentioned. Um, as always, I want to remind you to come follow us at true crime time on Instagram. That's all lowercase, no spaces, true crime time. Um, There are pictures relevant to each episode, as well as a buttload of memes and other things related to true crime. Uh, Two quick podcast recommendations. I just got into To Live and Die in LA, and I am obsessed. I don't want to say anything or, like, give anything away. So all I'll say is that it's about the true story of a missing woman named Adaya Shabani, and it's amazingly done. There is a twist of some kind in every episode, and it's just so well produced. Definitely check it out if you haven't already. Secondly, Billy Jensen and Paul Holes have just dropped their new podcast, The Murder Squad, and it's awesome. Um, Not only is their first episode interesting, but they're also looking for help from us, the public, to help them identify potential victims of a serial killer Uh, through photos that were found in his possession. I think what they're doing is they're doing like a new case every episode, but they are looking to like crowd solve. um, And that's amazing. So definitely go check out the murder squad. um, And we will get into our case or story today after a quick commercial. And I will see you on the other side. Okay, so I mentioned last episode that things have been very busy for me. I know that's not an excuse. I'm sorry. Um, But my sister is getting married in just a few weeks. So in the interest of research time, I'm going to do something a little bit different this episode. We're going to head slightly into paranormal territory. This story falls under the umbrella of true crime. At least I'm saying it does. Because it involves guns people killed by those guns. In fact, this entire story basically happened because of a specific type of gun. Uh, The title of this episode was clear, so you guys already know this is about the Winchester Mystery House. Winchester being a brand of rifle, Mystery House being, you know, a house full of mystery. I want to be very clear from the outset that I know almost nothing about guns. I know they had rifles. Do they have smaller guns? I'll say sure, but I have no idea. So if you want to know all about guns, you're going to be very unhappy with me. That's not what this story is about. What this story is about is Sarah Winchester. 
Um, we're starting out in the 1800s back in our crazy old pal H.H. Holmes's era. He was last week's case. If you didn't listen, definitely check it out. So, Sarah Pardee, 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 sorry, um, was born sometime in 1840. I guess there weren't, you know, great records from that time period because that's all we know about when she was born. So, no specific birth date or anything like that. Sarah grew up in New Haven, Connecticut, where she presumably met and married William Winchester, who was the only son of Oliver Winchester, Oliver being the owner of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. Um, A little bit on the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. According to Wikipedia, the company was founded in 1866 after Oliver Winchester and his partner, John M. Davies, bought a bankrupt gun company's assets and its remaining, um, from its remaining stockholders and reorganized it into the New Haven Arms Company. From there, there was some drama over, surprise, money, and New Haven Arms Company was reorganized into Winchester Repeating Arms Company. All the while... These gun companies are bringing in bananas dollars because their guns were being purchased frequently at West for the Cowboys. Um, The timing kind of lined up for them to make a killing during the Civil War as well. No pun intended. A lot of people died during the Civil War, and that's for sure no laughing matter, but all the same, they made a killing in dollars. So, Sarah and Oliver's son, William, are married in 1862. Their daughter is born June 15th, 1966, and unfortunately passes away on July 25th, 1966. They did not have any other children. Uh, So time is going by, the family's sitting pretty with a bunch of cash. Oliver passed away in 1880, and unfortunately, his son, Sarah's husband, was soon to follow. Sarah's husband, William Winchester, passed away from tuberculosis in March of 1881. Sarah was obviously devastated by the loss of all of the closest people to her. Um, So she had a little bit of a rough rough time. I would say probably quite a bit more than a little. Um, But being the widow of Oliver's only son, William... Nope. Sarah (laughs) would receive an inheritance of $20 million in 1800 money. And in addition, received somewhere around... 50% ownership of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, which paid her an additional $1,000 a day. Just in case you were wondering, the 2018 equivalent to that $1,000 a day equals about $26,000. So Sarah was set for life. I don't think I'd be able to spend all that money, but I would sure like to try. So... This is where things start to get a little tricky, uh, separating the lore from the facts. According to, well, the internet, Sarah visited a psychic medium in Boston. The medium allegedly told her that her personal tragedies were a result of the lives lost because of the Winchester rifle, and she would be haunted by the spirits of those deceased. Sarah would face the wrath of the angry spirits unless she did something to protect herself. She was told to draw friendly spirits to her to help protect her from the scary mean ones. She was told to move west. She would know where to stop when she arrived. The medium advised her to use her fortune, 
which was also, you know, the result of all the guns and death, and build a house for all of these spirits, and not to stop. If she stopped, it would ultimately mean her doom, and she would die. Uh, All of this information is allegedly what ultimately led Sarah to believe she and her family were cursed. So... In 1884, Sarah purchased an unfinished eight-room farmhouse in the Santa Clara Valley and began building. Um, I believe it's technically San Jose, which is probably in that valley. Um, Construction went on 24 hours a day, every day, all the time. The house at one time was seven stories tall. Um, She did not use an architect and added onto the construction in kind of like a haphazard manner. Um, there are doorways to nowhere, one that actually opens to a two-story drop, windows overlooking other rooms, skylights in the floor, beautiful Tiffany stained glass windows that were used on inside walls, and then rooms built around it, obviously defeating the purpose of stained glass. Um, there are also several occurrences of the number 13. 13 window panes, 13 stairs, 13 lights in the chandelier, 13 bathrooms... Sarah's will was even 13 parts, and she signed it 13 times. Um, It was said all the weirdness in the house was meant to confuse the spirits and kind of distract them from Sarah's presence. It's been said, also, that she slept in a different room every night, which I feel like would give me anxiety. Um, But in 1906, there was an earthquake that caused a lot of damage to the house. Sarah lived through the destruction was actually found basically buried in a room and her staff had to dig her out which is just a terrifying thought just claustrophobia all kinds of horribleness um initially they did try to repair the damage but they just wound up tearing down a few floors i mostly see that it stands three stories now wikipedia did tell me it's four but i mean it's different from source to source. Some of the damaged rooms were sealed off, but as it stands, there's something like 161 rooms in the house that still stands today. One of those rooms was actually just uncovered, I think within the last six months, definitely the last year. Um, But some of these other rooms, um, just to give you guys a little bit of an idea, um, there's 40 bedrooms, there's two ballrooms, one complete, one unfinished. There's 47 fireplaces, 17 chimneys, two basements, three elevators, which think about, you know, back in the day, that's probably like one of the first elevators. Um, There's over 10,000 panes of glass, 13 bathrooms, I did mention that before, and even a seance room. Sarah had seances every night at midnight to receive building instructions from the spirits and would meet with the foreman every morning to discuss the new plan she had received by a seance the night before. It's been said that um, Sarah slept in a different room to confuse the spirits. I mentioned that before. Many workers and visitors have claimed to experience some kind of paranormal activity, like organs playing on their own, doors and windows opening on their own, um, footsteps, that sort of thing. Some people have claimed to see apparitions even um i feel like if you build a house that insane even if you aren't cursed or haunted you're just kind of inviting yourself to be and no i'm definitely not ghost shaming sarah i've always been fascinated by the story 
um, and this house, which is still open for tours, which is probably so cool. Um, naturally, when the Win- uh, the Winchester movie came out, I really wanted to see it. And I only just got around to that recently. So I just want to clarify for those of you who have seen it. Um, or I guess even if you haven't, that first of all, Heron- Helen, whoa, Heron, <laughs> Mirren is a precious angel. But the movie is obviously not factual. Um, they talked about how Sarah commanded what rooms in specific were built because she was instructed by the spirits of those killed to recreate the rooms they died in. Um, I don't know, to kind of give them a place to rest and some kind of peace, which, again, that's not true. And listen, if someone murders me, knock on wood, but the last thing I personally want is to be locked up in some crazy old bat's house. Um, disclaimer that I do love Sarah, but I mean, that's, that's enough about that. Um, so that part, again, it's not accurate, but the bit about her having midnight, midnight seances and being guided by spirits about what to build is true, again, as far as we know. But there was for sure a seance room, um, where this kind of specific activity would of course take place. Construction of the Winchester house ended with Sarah Winchester's death on September 5th, 1922. It was said that she passed in her sleep, but like I said, the home is open for tours every day, but Christmas, I imagine that that place totally has a spooky vibe. If you've ever visited, comment it, um, comment. I can't talk today. I'm so sorry, guys. Comment on the Winchester post on the true crime time Instagram I sincerely would like to know about your experience there. Um, if you buy into this, you don't believe in ghosts at all. Um, I did try to find some creepy stories about people's experiences in the house, but there's really not a lot that I can track down online. Um, I did read a couple. It's It's been said that it came from like the tour organizer of the house at present, like, um, someone would be working on the house now, kind of doing, like, repairs and maintenance, and, like, it would feel, they said it would feel like their hand was being pushed or something like that, and it would repeat over and over and over again. Um, I think the creepiest one of the three (laughs) that I could find was a tour guide in specific, um, thought that one of the people on her tour kind of fell behind and she called out to them and she noticed it was like a tiny figure like way down the hall and then it just disappeared so I I would probably go home from work that day because I'm good I'm good on that um (laughs) to clarify I'm not 100% sold on the idea of ghosts but I'm also not not interested or open to it you guys get it um fun fact Environmental psychologists have actually theorized that the crazy layout of the house contributes to the feeling of the house being haunted. That makes sense. Um, So that's just kind of a quick rundown of the Winchester Mystery House for you. Keep sending me your close-to-home stories. Somebody asked me if they had to be specific to, like, the U.S. Um, They don't. They can be from anywhere. They can be from Australia. Um... South America, 
Europe, whatever you guys want. Send in your stories um, about your family, your teachers, your coworkers, paranormal stories too. I have some good ones already, but let's keep it going. Uh, So until next time, lock your doors and windows and build a ton of extra rooms to confuse the spooky ghosts.